0: Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. I'm Stephanie and I'm thrilled today to be joined by author Bernice Burgos, author of Trapped Inside Humanity from the Angel series. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh God, I'm thrilled to have you. I'm so excited to (laughs)
1: finally meet you because I've read you, so now I was thrilled to have you. It's a complete honor to be here. Oh When you first invited me, I swear I was jumping up for joy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes! (laughs) And I was like, I read chapter
0: 11, (laughs) I want to meet her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: awesome. so, so dial me back first before we even dive into the books. How did you get started writing? Um, I would have to say it's my environment. Um, I started out as uh, very, always living in my head, really? I would have to say, living in my head. Uh, growing up, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, back in the 80s very huge crack epidemic going on at the time so it's kind of like the only way to escape in that sort of environment would have to be uh, staying inside reading more books which is what my mom actually did to me like i was not allowed to go out it was stay home read this book figure out what you want to do so i said okay so i started reading taking notes doing a little bit of writing and and i was very young i remember like being in fifth grade and in fifth grade, you're about, what, 10 years old? Yeah. I remember being in fifth grade saying, I want to be a writer. Really? Like, in fifth grade? Yes, in fifth Most grade. Most people in fifth
0: grade are saying this, oh, God, do we have the, to write another essay? Yes,
1: or do another book report. But right, I right. was always like, nope, I think I'm going to be a writer. But <laughs> funny wow. story about that. I, um... I wrote my first story because back then when my mother was like pounding me with a lot of fantasy books and really? anything that I can get my hands on, I started reading her Daniel Steele books in the closet. <laughs> like I'm sure every person, 10 years old reading yes, Daniel Steele know, in the closet. I know, it was like that was not what I was supposed to be doing, but I remember saying, I can write this story. So <laughs> I went to my fifth grade teacher and I said to her, I wanna be a writer and I'm gonna write a story. Could you please look over this? And she goes, absolutely. I said, amazing, okay, great. Go home, write the story, handed it to her, and I remember sitting in class saying, I can't wait to get my, my story back. It's gonna be amazing. And the story that I wrote was complete crap, obviously, when I think about you're it in fifth grade. now. Yeah, I'm in fifth grade. It, and I can still remember it was a, a woman on the horse riding through the farm, going to get her boyfriend. It was, hey, uh, it was, he uh, just described <laughs> yeah, every Harlequin I Rose know, <laughs> It was just like, <laughs> what am I doing? But when she gave me back my paper, she says, "Here you go," and I look at it, and it was bleeding. Oh gosh! And my first time getting edits, right, right, and it bleeding red, red, red line everywhere. And I said, "I don't understand." And she goes, "You need to pick up a dictionary." And I go, "Okay," but <laughs> <laughs> my ten-year-old brain couldn't wrap. was rap. no grammarly, right? Then. It was there was no grammarly, no spell check, nothing. And I go, "Okay." And then I remember going home and just being like, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> like, oh, no, My 10-year-old no, no. mind is just gonna keep on reading books, and that's just what I did. So wow. I read. Um, but at some point, you got the guts again. Oh, yeah, I got the guts again. Um, I started again in college. I started uh, just dabbling in a lot of poetry. I did that for a while, uh, competed in a couple of contests that was going around, had a, a wonderful niche group of poets. I. To this day, like I still have them on my Facebook page. Um, Wow. You know, it was just an amazing experience. But after that, I was just like, once the whole scene pretty much died out, and for me, actually, I was just like, okay, I think I want to do something a little more. So I just kept on reading and just living in my head a lot. And I just said to myself, no, I'm just going to write a story, which I did. And the first story that I did initially write was an urban... Uh, romance it was an urban romance and I just remember it being very dark at the same time and very sad and I said no happy endings yeah no (laughs) happy endings at all and I just can recall saying this isn't what I want to write about because this is like an experience that possibly could have happened to someone but it wasn't an experience that I lived or an experience this is an experience you can watch on the news and feel just very sad about it and I said I don't I don't want to write this. So I started toying around with that same urban romance and just started world building around it. So the whole thing changed. And I was just like, like I said, I was a person living in my head. So I just wanted an escape. So I world build threw a couple of vampires in there, through a couple of my religious uh, wow. disclaimer, though, and this is, this has nothing to do with religion, but mm-hmm. my questioning of, right, you know, right. when I, we grew up in the church as well, so questioning everything and saying, okay, yeah, I mean, there I'm is heaven and hell and, yep. you know, mm-hmm. I said this not same. in
0: a theological
1: sense, but yes. Right, absolutely. So, like locations. Yeah, so yes. I threw that in there and created a whole world and was like, this is good. And then I stuck it in the drawer for ten years and forgot about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you and everybody yeah. else. That's so typical. And uh, stick it in yeah. a drawer. You
0: obsess in. over it. Mm. And then you stick it in a drawer. Well, I mean, you had a life going on
1: too. Absolutely. You know, within that life, I had gotten married, I had my two wonderful children, I had my career. Everything was going on. And then one day I just remember I you was cleaning just, the drawer. Yes, I was cleaning the drawer and cleaning out my laptop and I saw my old notes and I was like, hmm. What happened to my book? (laughs) Wow. And just went right back at it. And once I finished it, this is the one thing about writing. You to yourself would always think it's great. It's when someone else looks at it because you need a team behind you. Yes. So, you know, I try to find someone to read it. My sister was helping me out for a little bit. And she was just like, no, this is actually good. And I said, I'm going to try to publish it. See yeah. where that goes. So it is
0: scary yeah, that first time someone else reads it. I mean all I think all authors suddenly feel like fifth grade you. Yes. When somebody else first reads a manuscript. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rejection is unfortunately part of the game and I don't just mean from publishers, but not all of your friends are gonna like it. And this is not their style. Yeah. You know, and it's not easy to be rejected. I think I think you have to kind of start mm-hmm expecting yeah. that you're going to be rejected by people. Yeah. But your sister, she kind of liked it, and then another person, and then another person?
1: Mm-hmm. It kind of just trickled down from there, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it, because what do I have to lose? Why you know, right. So I said, why not? And I got a thousand no's, <laughs> and I said, well, it's the name of the game, and, you know, I started going down a rabbit hole of trying to find publishers, right, and then right. it's I, I was very fortunate.
0: Yes, it's it's
1: not easy. It's, yeah. it's definitely
0: not easy. Mm-hmm. I was just reading in Stephen King's uh, memoir on writing mm-hmm. that when he got his first rejection, he you know it sounded like he kind of expected it Mm -hmm. and he put it on this nail that was over his desk in the attic and he just slammed it up there and then after a while he had to replace the nail with a long stake because there were so many Mm -hmm. and i just loved that image that he went into it like this is part of the process i have pens i have paper i have rejection notices i have you know and i think that that kind of takes the sting out right I agree. kind of takes the sting out. Yeah. Now, uh, you are married. Yes. Did your husband read it?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> he has not. <laughs> but that's okay. I totally get that. I totally get that. That's it, why it, I asked. very funny. <laughs> it's, uh, he, sorry, babe. <laughs> i don't know what to say from there but
0: um i'm sure he's super supportive oh, in many yeah, other absolutely, ways absolutely
1: absolutely and, and, and when man. you
0: start writing crime thriller he's right there huh? oh
1: yeah But <laughs> <laughs> i change my genre probably he'll be right you know, there with it yep. i i totally get that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm married to a man who i'm sure yeah. would never read anything I read, <laughs> so. and you know and, and at first i thought it was maybe okay maybe he's very busy but as i started meeting other authors some, I met another woman, she's a wonderful woman, right. same thing. Her yeah. husband doesn't read her stuff and no, she no. writes romance. And he's like, Nope, <laughs> I'm not gonna touch it. Yeah,
0: no, no, I totally get that.
1: I totally get that. It's not,
0: things are not for everybody yeah. and, you know, super supportive mm. in other ways, but you're not yeah. the first I've heard that from. <laughs> so he's <laughs> not alone. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you were reading all of this fantasy. Do you have any favorite authors that you were reading? Not that you patterned after, but that just kind of permeated right into your skin when you were writing?
1: I do. Actually, one, write, one author that did inspire me was Janine Frost. She uh, was, is the writer of her, um, her Night Huntress series. And, and reading the entire series, I was like, wow the creativity that goes behind it, and just her thought process, and how a lot of series of events that happen in real life, she ties it into her fiction books. And I was just like, this is good. And I think I can kind of do the same thing. True.
0: yes you can, yes you can. Now when you are writing, are you a, let me plan every single scene in advance,
1: I have an outline of the whole structure, are you a, I'm just going to sit down and see what happens. You know, in the beginning, I was to kind of sit down and let's see what happens. But now I've gotten a lot more organized. Like now I have an entire outline just so I won't lose my plot Mm -hmm. and find out where my twist is going to go during that entire thing. Right. But even having the outline, it's just a guide. It's just to help me know that my character is walking to the left and not to the right (laughs) and I don't lose anyone or I introduce someone and they're just standing in the background so I I just pretty much use it as a guide because a lot of times when you're writing fiction it's a flow it starts coming to you and you sit you think you're sitting there for an hour and seven hours go by literally I'm like (laughs) and do your characters talk in your head all the time all the time. I, and, and it's a thing. Like It's a thing. And it happens a lot too when you're in the restroom. It's weird. It's like you're in the shower. In the and, restroom? Yeah, the restroom yeah, yeah, it's like restroom problems. <laughs> like you're in the shower and all of a sudden you start hearing, oh, we can do this. Yeah, I could.
0: <laughs> and you get to the computer and it's like. You were the one who posted <laughs> that writer's block is when your imaginary
1: friends stop speaking to you. Yep. When you're when they stop speaking, that's a problem. When yeah. you just hear nothing, then you know your book is gonna go nowhere. But how do like, you get them does that happen to you? It happens. And it it was it, it was I mean what fun. are we talking, tequila? Yeah. <laughs> I wish <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely solve my problem. But no, it it was um it was like hitting a, de- a it was a dead end wall. Like you're sitting there in silence wondering what's going to happen, should I do this, so what I did, I started rambling. It's, I, I had to, I just started rambling, started making things up, and then I called my developmental editor that I'm working with now, and Shemaine Henry, you are amazing, so I could not have gotten through any of this without her, so I contacted her, and she was like, well, let's start from the beginning. Yes, not dial there. it back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, because I, I, I heard so many people say the same thing, that if you are hitting a block, it's kind of akin to you're out hiking and you sort of lose the trail. And you keep going forward mm-hmm. and now it's getting more and more underbrush. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to push through it. Go back to the last place you saw the trail. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounds like Shermaine is doing for you is mm-hmm. let's dial us back and bring it back to where we're on shore footing. Mm-hmm. And go from there, but you know I'm so glad you said, and I love this as a takeaway earlier, that it's not a lonely act. Writing is not just a one-person thing. You do have a team behind you, yes. e- even if the, the, those team members who don't read the book, they're part of right. the team. Yes, <laughs> you know, and there are lots of people who go into it. Some of them know who you are, mm-hmm. and some of them are your inspirations mm-hmm. and such. Now, for the most part, now you have trapped inside humanity, which is. Um, I'll call it the main book, "The Big Fat Book." Um, <laughs> and two smaller novellas that go along with the story: uh, backstory, side story, etc., like that. Um, angel and V Survey Now they're all around the same characters. Yes. OK, now here's the question. Mm-hmm. Who's going to play them in the movie? Who, uh. <laughs> who are you seeing in your head? when you're writing and you're writing
1: about angel, who is Angel? That's a good question. I have not I do who a... Lucifer is. <laughs> <laughs> I have not really thought don't of like a... picture, you know. No, not anyone very you know, you're not thinking. Kira celebrity. Celebrity or no, yeah, I do no. uh, um, See, no. I picture you. Maybe. I'll be honest, when I
0: read it, I picture you. Maybe it's the long hair, Probably. the cover of the book, but when I read it I was like, Oh, I'm reading about you
1: oh. <laughs> Maybe some characteristics, but um that is a good question, but new. No. Maybe Tell someone me. from New Zealand? I have no idea. Ooh, <laughs> new Zealand? Is that where we're
0: filming it, too? Yeah,
1: I hope so. <laughs> All the good stuff <laughs> gets filmed in New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't know.
0: Do you, do you have a, a male figure in mind? You know, you don't... Mm. So when they talk to you, you're not seeing, you know... I do, but, you know,
1: it's, it's like these made-up face that I just oh, okay. pretty much developed, but nothing that I was like... It's not Brad oh, Pitt. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but even From the way that I describe one of the main characters, um, you know, he is tall, uh, very tan skin, long hair, kind of from a tribe from way back when. So. And I can't picture an actor in the top of my head like, <laughs> like, who's this guy? I wasn't sure if you had like a big cutout yeah. doll of
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a big cutout of Jamie from yeah. Outlander that we used for a TV show. And then like some writers were like, can I borrow that for my office?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's is definitely a good, you know, easy on the eyes. See, so. <laughs> that's why I was
0: wondering if, you know, see, maybe that's what you need to do for writer's block put more pictures in your office. I should. (laughs) (laughs) I should. That would do it. So what has been the best thing about writing?
1: Oh, the best thing, um, meeting other other authors and getting the opportunity to talk about books that you're reading or even writing or even getting tips from other writers. It's a great community of people. It is a wonderful like I've learned so much. Every day I'm learning. Yeah. Every day, every second, and I never shy away from just being like, "Oh, I know that already." No, tell it to me three or four times. It right. doesn't matter to me. Like, I enjoy it.
0: That's Let's great. Say, no, yeah. and it
1: is a wonderful community, and um, you know, people are so
0: giving. Yes, they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are some people out there who are takers. Oh yeah, and that goes in any role of life. But honestly, the the writing community, mm-hmm. they really want everyone to succeed, which I think is just so fabulous. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you thought was gonna be easier but is actually a lot harder than you thought? Marketing. Yes. (laughs) Selling books.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes. The hardest thing you can do. (laughs) And that goes for
0: any product you would be selling. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a numbers game, Mm -hmm. you know. Unfortunately, even people will will say, all my friends said they bought it and yet I only sold five books. Yes. Yeah, people say they will
1: yep and you know one thing that i have learned in marketing it's it's kind of like when you post the same thing over and over people don't want to see it they're like okay we get it you know but if you market it and right. you know do something different every time then right. people are getting like okay wait is this the same product okay yes. it's <laughs> yes. the same book all right so i tend to get very creative and um and I just reach out, and, and in the beginning, I was kind of like, buy my book, buy my book. And right, right. <laughs> but now I just, I, I've learned how to use a lot of apps. I've learned how to um, make a lot of promos, and that's actually been helping. And people just buy it, download it, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is amazing. <laughs> Look at all these so, skill sets, uh, yeah, but <laughs> you know,
0: besides writing that you have picked up over the past years. Oh, yeah. Now the question is, how do you have time? I mean, you work. Yes. You have a family. Full time,
1: yep. You work yeah.
0: multiple things, quite frankly. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you do it? I do it in between, any chance that I can get. So if I have a little bit of downtime, I try to work my promos as fast as I can, and I just kind of just let it, you know, flow on its own. Right. So a- any little bit of time that I get is when I'm doing it. Now, writing, the time that I get for writing. Is at night, is always at night. It has to be when the children are asleep. I'm up to like three, four in the morning, get asked my husband. He'll wake up and go, you're still writing? And I'm like, don't touch to me, don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't wanna lose this. When you go to work so, in the morning. Yeah, I just get up and do, fortunately now I work from home. Oh, okay. So <laughs> getting up at nine and just clicking back on the computer, I'm like, all right. Yes, but at some <laughs> so, point in life. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and lots and lots of tea. I'm not a coffee drinker, but <laughs> lots and lots of tea and just doing it. it. Doesn't happen every night, but. And tell me about Bernice the person. If you were not writing, You
0: know, you had some free time. What would you like to do? The Uh, voices in your head stop talking. So you've got a free afternoon. What are you doing?
1: Uh, So I'm out with my family. I'm out with my husband. We do a lot of hiking. That's fun. Um, I'm out with friends having dinner, uh, seeing what's going on in their lives. They're wonderful people, so I never want to just, you know, shy away from them. I run a lot, so I do that. I work out. Now, when you're doing those things, especially things like hiking and running, does that help the creative process? Um, it does help to relieve the pressure of, that I put on myself, of, mm. on my deadlines and everything. Right. But not really in a sense of like if I'm running, I start, boom, I have a great idea. Right. That like doesn't, that. yeah. Okay. At least personally for me. Right, so. Or
0: well, that I won't run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to say it works, I was like, hmm. yeah. Not for me. It may work for you. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm always trying to find a good reason to run, and right. nope. <laughs> well,
1: you know, running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nope, nope, nope. <laughs>
0: Too late, too late. <laughs> You told me it doesn't work. (laughs) So what's next on your agenda? What are you working on now?
1: Now I am working on the second novel to the series. Um, So it is gonna be the sequel to Trapped Inside Humanity. Is it going
0: easier Um, or harder than the first one?
1: That's a good question. I have my moments where it gets a little challenging and, um, and I have my moments where it's actually going very well. And I'm actually excited about it because I have so many great ideas and I'm already into chapter six and I love the direction it's going. I'm excited about it. So that's, (laughs) that's kind of where I'm putting like my creative hat on. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be so epic right now. (laughs) Good for you. Right.
0: (laughs) I would think that certain things like process you're better at, but when you're deeper into a series there's more hooks that you need to make sure you close there's yes. more facts that you need to make sure that you remember their the characters backstories that you're consistent with things mm-hmm. more people involved things like that is that why you're getting more organized and yes how, and how do you do it are you a whiteboard girl Yes. index cards what's your thing
1: um, so I've been I wish I had a whiteboard that way. <laughs> but because I'm constantly going back and forth um, traveling, so everything is on my desktop, mm-hmm. everything is on a file. I have pages and pages of my characters' characteristics. What are they doing? Where are they working? What are they not working on anymore? Just so I won't lose that. And that's exactly, like, that's how I would do it. Right. So it's been helping because you're right. You can easily lose you can easily have plot holes you can easily yes. lose a character somewhere and or even define them incorrectly right and it's like that's right. not all writing. of a sudden I realize I've just written 45 pages and I forgot to
0: mention this person at all that's it, a bad right <laughs> <laughs> that happens too yeah no I could see that mm-hmm. now if you weren't writing this genre is there another genre you would write in no, that, <laughs> that part I have to definitely say definitely
1: no. not. No, <laughs> like I told you, I, I started trying to write you my urban, urban romance, romance. and yes, but it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about fairy tale romance? How about like yeah <laughs> happy ending romance? No. <laughs> how about I throw a vampire, or a shifter in there? This guy is come on. <laughs> no, I I definitely like the escape. That's the thing. Yeah. But but I don't knock it. it it's um. It is a very hard genre to actually get into. You know, when I was writing it, one of the biggest things that I have realized well being, you know, in the game a little longer now is that many people do not know exactly what they like to read. It's it's Mm. like they they get into reading romance, they get stuck on a genre, and then they don't want to branch out of it. Right. So it's like we get a little overlooked because they hear, oh, it's a vampire, I don't like vampires. Oh, it's an angel, not for me. You know, they, sometimes they don't like it, but then they're watching the show Lucifer and then watching like, right. <laughs> you know, The Hobbit, and it's like, <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so branch out a little more is like what I tell people. It's, yes. it's like eating a chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. Okay, when are you going to go out and eat a creme brulee? Eat something different. I'm Try not something. There with that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> Try something different. So it's it's a little hard, but when people get into fantasy, then they really get into it and they start finding other authors and other subgenres to it, and, and it becomes a great thing. Right. But it's
0: what advice would you give you give to a young writer?
1: Well, it could be an old
0: writer too, but yeah. a new writer. <laughs> I know a lot of new writers who are old writers, so we'll go with
1: new writer. They're just getting started in fiction. Have a team. That is the biggest advice I would give. Nice. Have a team. Um, build up a, a, f- a following. Build a, Join community groups, mm-hmm. especially, um, because it's, it's what will help you. Your team is what will support you and have your back. Like, find your beta readers, your alpha readers, your developmental editors, your editors, anyone. <laughs>
0: How did you find but. those first readers? Are they friends of yours who love to read, or did you find them online? How do you find them? So, those?
1: funny enough, my betas, and I would have to say they're amazing betas, so Dana and Jody, if you hear this, just know I love you guys. <laughs> like, Funny enough, we were doing martial arts together. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were in a martial arts class together, and one of them is a uh, dentist, and another one is a, uh, an English teacher. And we just happened to connect and they actually enjoy the same genre. So which was, not only do we love martial arts, but we also love the same fantasy books in the same genre. And I was like, hey guys, so I wrote a book and I was like, do you mind being my betas? And they were all for it and I loved it. And they were just like helping me out, letting me know what works, like I couldn't. That's fantastic. Yes, but it took me a while to find them because um, for the first two, it was kind of like I didn't really have the betas that I needed Mm -hmm. but once I got into the third book then I was branching out a little more and finding things out about other people that I knew in my circle I was like wow this is awesome so so they they stuck with me through the long haul of this and they're already like when are you going to be done with the next one because we're ready to read it
0: (laughs) such great advice and and I love that they were right there under your nose right yep you know sometimes (laughs) we don't even know what we have in our circle Mm -hmm. and we should Ask, yes. um, mention you're writing a book, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. But really is good if the first person that sees it is not the publisher. Let mm-hmm. other people see it first so mm-hmm. that they can give you some advice. I love yeah. that advice. Mm-hmm. So we're sticking with, uh, what is? The, what do they
1: actually call this genre? So uh, paranormal romance okay. and uh, supernatural. So and if, it all falls under the fantasy, so it's kind of like the subgenre right. of fantasy fiction.
0: Very nice.
1: <laughs> and that's where we are staying. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are not budging from this genre. We no. like it already. Yes. Um, I love what you said about world building. I just wanted to, to mention what exactly that means because when you're writing urban, you're writing about a city that actually exists. Mm-hmm. You had to actually
1: create. Yes. And this is, you know, and some of it is a little urban fantasy as well. Mm-hmm. But within that urban fantasy, there is a lot of building that goes behind it. Right. Because although this may be the city of New York, that building may not exist. Exactly. Or... <laughs> There's still a whole lot of creativity, not yes. to mention heaven
0: and hell, because yes. we haven't actually seen it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like to see what is in Bernice's mind, catch Trapped Inside Humanity, the Angel series. And I'm so thrilled to have her today. Happy reading and happy writing to all of you. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.